Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is headed to Anaheim, California. After calling games with Reggie Miller, Dan Bonner, and Dana Jacobson this past weekend, he'll have the West region. And as is the case everywhere else, there are high-profile power-packed matchups. It'll be one versus four, Gonzaga, Florida State. It will be two versus three, Michigan against Texas Tech. It is one of the two brackets that all four top seeds advance. Some say it's too chalky for their lightning, for their liking rather, but it does set up for some great matchups starting this Thursday and Friday. You hear his voice on the NBA 2K video game, also representing Westwood One, CBS, and Turner Sports. Kevin Harlan, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Hey, David, doing well. Thank you. Good to hear your voice. Great to be on with you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We have all four number one seeds still alive, all four number two, all four number three seeds still alive. With that in mind, and, and apparently Vegas says this is about as chalky the tournament has been in a long, long time, are any of those top teams uh, ones that have changed your opinion of them in any way, either in games that you've called or games that you've watched. What's different today as we look at mostly the same teams that we thought of the favorites a week ago? I think it is wide open. I don't know where Oregon fits in that conversation, but I think with the other 15 teams, I, I truly believe any of the 15 could get hot and could win it. Uh, I think Duke may have shown a little bit of vulnerability to uh, what was a surprisingly good, although UCF is, is a terrific you know, program, and they played so well yesterday and maybe even above the, their normal play. Um, and it almost seemed like, like uh, UCF lost that game as more than Duke won that game just because there were so many opportunities and and um, I don't know if it was uh, tightening, uh, a flinch, a blink. I'm not sure what. We saw the two-on-one go astray. We saw, you know, just a variety of things, as I'm sure you've talked about already. So, um, but aside from Oregon, which gets in, and it's, they're a power conference, and uh, but they're a 12th seed, I believe. Um, I like, I think, any of the other teams – uh, can can make a run here. So I think it's ex exceptionally wide open going into this. In the past, I think we've had a sweep 16 where you say, you know, these these six teams really are the class of the group. I I don't feel that way. I I think I think any of the 15 other teams, uh, excluding excluding Oregon in the Sweet 16 has a real legitimate chance of doing something. Kevin Harlan joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Kevin Harlan. Uh, Turner Sports, CBS, and Westwood One. Um, this is a, a tournament that is unpredictable, I think we all agree. When the conspiracy theorists started last night, it made me laugh, but since you're in the TV industry, I'm curious about the answer to this question. You know how the conspiracy theorist goes, hey, the TV executives in the NCAA couldn't have Duke losing. So, you know, somehow the devil survived. Can you help us even just with the broader perspective, putting conspiracy theories aside, how much does it help in your industry? How would you quantify the reality that Duke is still standing and that, you know, Zion is still playing, but also the Blue Blood programs, UNC, Kentucky, Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, I'm not a believer in the conspiracies, but I, I imagine it helps with ratings when you have famous coaches, famous players, and famous programs. Significantly. Uh, there is no doubt that, that uh, historically, Duke, Carolina, you know, these big-name schools, Michigan State in this case this year, on and on, 
Um, that historically has gotten uh, tremendous ratings. Uh, does everybody like a Cinderella? Absolutely. They love Cinderella's the first two days of the tournament. Um, but I don't know how much they like Cinderella in the Sweet 16. I think there's always room, as history has shown, for a great story of ECU or George Mason or whoever, uh, you know, uh, uh, Butler, going in, making a run, being that team from a smaller mid-major conference, we'll say, and, 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 and doing something special. I think that is always neat. But if the other three teams involved, other mid-majors or lesser-known teams, it, it, ratings-wise, it just doesn't translate. It just doesn't. So there is something that I think maybe the majority of college basketball fans would say, you know what, it's great having these upsets, and if we're going to lose a two-seed here and a three-seed there with a 215 or a 314 upset, you know, first couple of days, that's great. That's what that's what kind of gets yeah. our juices going, and that's what's a lot of fun. But I think when you get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, you want legitimacy. You want recognition. You want names and people you see. That being said, Duke is always, uh, you know, a welcome team in that conversation. But because our friends at ESPN have gone bananas on coverage of Zion Williamson, it is caught fire, and now we at CBS and Turner are picking up that torch, and we're going nuts. <laughs> this kid is the most talked-about kid in college basketball in who knows how long. I mean, they're, they're, this is what LeBron James would have been had he gone to college for a year. So this kid alone is bringing huge, huge numbers. And the fact that, that they've won and he's in the next weekend, uh, you know, Honestly, it, it sure it helps. It's just because it's a name for and for a lot of people. And when they look at college basketball, they know the tournament, they know the Duke, they know the Carolina, but they don't know the players on these teams because the names they swing differently every year. The roster overturns, yeah. the one and done's they're gone. So, so but this Williamson kid has resonated, and that is huge. So, um, uh, certainly UCF w- w- would have been would have been at one of those teams that, that would have been welcome and a, and a great part and a terrific story in the Sweet 16. But at the cost of losing Zion Williamson, um, it, it's big for the – no, listen, there is these, – these officials are graded so uh, intricately yeah. and so much in detail. There is no way there is any – conspiracy theory at all I, I i will never believe it i don't believe it um it, it has the calls down the stretch were legitimate uh replay will show so much when we have out of bounds thoughts at the final two minutes i i yeah. i will never buy i will never buy it. i'm with you on that kevin harlan is joining us on the david glenn show i only have about a minute for this one but do we have a sister gene type story this year well, you know, I mean, Ja Morant for a little while was a fun story. He's gone. Uh, you mentioned UCF, great story, but that's that page is being turned. Last year it was little 99-year-old sister Jean in Loyola of Chicago. As you look at the remaining 16 teams, do you see anything even kind of like that? Well, I haven't, uh, quite honestly, David, I have not watched as many of the other games because I'm so involved in the place I was, the games I had, and now getting ready so there may be that I've just missed because I've not seen all the games 
like so many fans. There may be another story out there. If there's not, they'll be developed this week by our reporters and our, and our production teams, and they may be, if not unveiled this week with the Sweet 16, um, they'll be given a little bit more prominence. It's always a fun thing to attach to the great time of year that this is for college basketball. Uh, but right now, nothing comes to mind. I think Zion Williamson's a story on himself, yeah. to be quite frank, yeah. and I, I think that probably will suffice. Have you seen the Florida State player video where uh, senior forward Phil Kofer, his dad, died, and uh, a, yeah. play, a player at the podium, I think it was Terrence Mann, was, as, was asked about just how he had such an inspirational effort. Uh, it was just a broad question. Didn't even refer to the, the death of Kofer's dad. And it was really just a very emotional answer. So as, as you have out west, Gonzaga against Florida State, that could turn into, I mean, it sounds like a team rallying around uh, a sad teammate who couldn't even play in his senior year because he was dealing with the death of his own father. So uh, right. best wishes. Qu- quickly, yeah. I, I will tell you, I talked to a couple prominent people. I will not reveal who to cover this sport, one in print, one on television. And they, you mentioned Florida State. Florida State, if they can score, this could be the dark horse winner. They, they are so long, so talented, so experienced. Yeah. They've been down this road just last year. They are really, really going to be a difficult out. They look like an NBA team. Kevin Harlan, thanks for they the do. time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. David, thank you.